0: How do you not hear that?
2: Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations,
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our theme for today is security, and uh, so many people uh, avoid uh, um, things in life, and they're looking for safety, they're looking for security, and perhaps that, uh, that need for safety and security even prevents them from achieving greatness, because we end up making that our main concern. There's a thought by Helen Keller that I think uh, is in sync with, uh, with this idea, and I quote, Security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature nor do the children of men as a whole experience it. Avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. To keep our faces toward change and behave like free spirits in the presence of fate is strength undefeatable. I guess there's a, there's a lot of truth to that. I, I think a lot of us are so afraid of uh, losing our security that we don't even make positive changes in life. Uh, there's so much emphasis today on security, especially after September 11th. And there has always been concern about financial security, medical security, physical security, home security, national security, and we can go on and on. Uh, why, do we, why do we have all this insecurity and fear? I think it's human and I
2: wouldn't want our listeners to think that we regard ourselves as immune from these uh, cravings and fears. I think it's very human. The world is, in fact, a scary place. And there are terrible things that happen to people. There's no denying that. Life has its tests and its sorrows, and uh, some people's road ahead hoe is harder than others. There are accidents, and there are traumas that can happen totally unexpectedly. I think what Helen Keller was trying to say is that in spite of all that, we have to live. We have to draw the next breath. We have to go forward with our lives as if it's working towards something evolutionary and something that uh, is part of the greater good. And I, I personally think that you have this conviction of the basic goodness of life and the world, or you don't. It makes me think of that statement by Albert Einstein that uh, from uh, everything that he could see, he concluded that the universe is a friendly place. And I think I kind of resonate with that. In spite of everything, in spite Mm. of September 11th, in spite of Sudan, in spite of Rwanda, uh, the universe is a friendly place all in all.
1: Yeah, there are legitimate fears, um given our present state of consciousness, fears about um, our security. But um, I think it's largely, as I say, it's a matter of consciousness and where we're focused, Um, because a lot of our focus is largely on uh, our material way of life. And um, that being the case, uh, we, uh, um,
2: we want to hold on to it.
1: Yeah, there is, that's it. what I mean. There, There is a tendency to hold on, a very strong tendency, because we identify with uh, the material world so closely and our material selves, our material beings. And um, that uh, in itself has the, the kind of the seeds of insecurity because there is so much uh, you know, separateness in the world and... Fear comes from holding on to the material world and the material things, and there is an instinctual reaction that kind of takes over in these times, and it comes from too close an identity with the material world than it is than we do have with the spiritual world, and I think it's um, this attachment that we have to material things that is the that is the culprit here and the fear-producing because um, uh, it isn't materialism in itself so much as it is our attachment to it and our identity with materialism that uh, keeps us and holds us kind of imprisoned.
2: I suppose everything that we have in life, uh, from our material things to our family to our career to whatever attainments we've made, we have to hold it all with a very light touch, And be prepared to let go of it when something greater than ourselves determines that that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think this is what Helen Keller was implying when she said that we have to keep our faces toward change and behave like free spirits in the presence of fate. That we still have a certain amount of freedom. Fate, karma, whatever, makes its determinations that are beyond our, our prediction. But we have the uh, freedom to determine how we will respond to that. And in that freedom to decide how we will respond to life's um, unexpected events, that's where we find a kind of inner security.
1: Yes, and as Helen Keller implies here, uh, we keep our faces towards change um, is, is in a sense, looking forward and not backwards. And that's where... The tendency is when there is a very deep material uh, focus in one's life, there is a tendency to look back and and to to uh, look back at what we've accomplished and what all the material things that we've purchased. And um, so, I think rather than looking ahead to the changes that are coming, that can come in consciousness, that uh, this this backward looking uh, also produces more fear and insecurity.
2: I always like to think about what seed of progressiveness, what seed of spiritual growth might lie in any particular inclination or attribute. And I wonder if there is some seed of growth that lies in this this deep need for security that tends to get focused on the material plane and on preserving the outer form, whether of a, a house or... Uh, a loved one or whatever, that that misdirected focus nevertheless um, veils an urge to protect and to salvage and to uh, watch over. That maybe this is an impulse that's only right in um, the experience of life, that we preserve and foster what we love.
1: Sure, I think that's... um there is the it's a basic instinct of uh survival i mm-hmm. suppose that <clears throat> that comes from very deep within us
2: a mother couldn't uh, say or think to herself about her children well when god wants them he can have them i mean that no. i i don't think yeah. that's natural for a mother to feel that way she wants to protect those children uh instinctively look at how animal mothers behave uh, when their babies are threatened, it's instinct. And I think there's a basic goodness in it, a willingness to sacrifice and to risk everything for what one loves. But like everything in life, it has to be transformed and uplifted, and that's where I think we're putting our focus in this discussion on security.
0: Yeah, well, in current, t- current times we have uh, uh, so much security as compared to or or at least the illusion of security, we have unions that protect us from losing our job at at, um, the whim of some uh, boss who might be unscrupulous. We have uh, a a multitude of insurance policies to protect us and to make us feel uh, secure. But would you say that in spite of all these things that we have, uh, are, are people in general, do they feel more secure today than 40 years ago?
2: I don't know that they do. I can remember as a child being uh, afraid of um, the the Russians. Mm-hmm. The Cold War was very much uh, in sway as I was growing up. Uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis, all that sort of thing. The other great fear of my childhood that I remember was of polio and how that would take children and uh, cripple them for life. We don't have those fears today. The Cold War has been... Uh, settled, I guess, we could say. Uh, polio is no longer a, a threat. But there are other things mm-hmm. that have taken its place. AIDS, economic disaster. Uh,
1: the 9-11 uh, <coughs> disaster.
2: Yeah, that sort of makes every 11. fearful person say, well, uh, I rest my case. The world a, is a scary place.
1: Yeah, there's a, more of a fear of flying today. Rightly so. A lot so of is. insecurity <laughs> in flying. And yeah. so, uh, sure, Uh in some cases, there is more insecurity in other cases, there is more security i think uh, uh people were feeling secure that the stock market was going up and up and up, and then the bubble burst, and suddenly they felt very insecure so uh, it it comes and goes and depend there again it's that depending on the the physical circumstances so
2: I don't know. I, I think this uh, sense of insecurity may also be due to a kind of uh, heightened sensitivity that we find in a lot of people today. It's It's just my opinion, but it seems to me that people's imagination, their ability to put themselves in others' shoes, to imagine possible outcomes, that combined with the tremendous barrage of information that we're all given via the media about things that are happening all over the world, earthquakes, uh, famines, and so on, uh, that maybe people do have a sense of greater insecurity because they know more about what can happen in the world. It's um, partly a a matter of information.
1: Yeah, and I think you um, also mentioned just a moment ago about the um, it has to do with consciousness. There's more of a sensitivity in consciousness mm-hmm. now, and the mind is much more awake and aware, and um, so as we have all this sensory input coming in and we're able to process this, uh, all this <coughs> uh, input that we're getting from the world and about what's happening in the world, and I think that it just increases our sensitivity to uh, our how threatening the world can be in certain places.
2: And I think this uh, growing awareness of globalization is part of the issue of security because people are realizing that our fates as nations and peoples are interlinked with each other today in a way that uh, cannot be undone. Uh, I think Pope John Paul Twenty-Third must have um, since this coming because uh, 30 or 40 years ago he said that the social progress order, security and peace of each country are connected necessarily with the social progress, order, security and peace of all other countries and knowing that uh, is a, a sign that we realize our sense of security will rise or fall on the well-being of people all over the world and not just our own little circle.
0: Mm-hmm. And for those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. And today we're talking about uh, security, uh, something that uh, so many of us want. Sometimes uh, uh, sometimes we want it too much to the point where we stop growing, and that's what I guess we're talking about today. And um, a lot of people call us up and they want to know more, more about us. My uh, most commonly asked question is, is Luce's Trust, is it a religion? And we're not an organization, we're not an organization that's a religion, I guess we could best be described as a uh, uh, spiritual philosophy organization where we explore uh, uh, philosophies of spirituality. In fact, a lot of the people who uh, who come down to the Lucis meetings and those who correspond with us uh, come from a multitude of religious backgrounds and they take interest in uh, Lucas Trust, and we more or less explore many different uh, religions and what they have to author, offer and the noble ideas that uh, are built within each religion, uh, feeling that many of them, most of them, maybe even all of them, have a lot to offer mankind, and we share information about it. Uh, if you'd like a general package of information about Lucus Trust, uh, uh, We'll be happy to send that out to you, and uh, it's quite comprehensive. You'll learn a lot about us, and you're welcome to correspond with us. Read our books if you'd like to, or if you'd like to, you can come down to our meetings where people share ideas. Uh, (coughs) To order our books or to order that general package of information that we'll be happy to send out to you, uh, just give us a call on our toll-free number. It's 1-866-695-8247. Uh, once again, that's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven, and an easy way to remember it uh, is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Just think of New York Lucis Lucis L U C I S. And if you'd like to key onto our website, you can do so, and you can look at our um, our, uh, our library of um, of shows, our archive shows and we have many of them that you can listen to by keying into our website. I think you'll find them interesting. Uh, uh, Many of them are about how do we make change in life, Uh, and, of course, today's you'll eventually be able to hear, once again, if you'd like to, about uh, security and uh, mankind's need for it. But you can key into that website and listen to our previously archived shows at www.lucistrust.org. Once again, that's www.lucistrust.org. Our email is newyork@lucistrust.org. Uh, and remember that the work of Lucis Trust, including this program, is funded entirely by voluntary donations. We should also talk about our books, because all of the uh, dialogue uh, that you hear uh, that we share with you on this show uh, emanates from the writings of Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey wrote uh, 24 volumes of uh, spiritual philosophy books. I guess they could be best described as that particular type of genre. And all of our dialogue, uh, dialogue emanates uh, from those books. So if you uh, want to read about security and, and probe this further, well, I, I actually like the uh, the autobiography of Alice Bailey because it uh, demonstrates uh, how someone has uh, more or less she started out with a lot of uh, security and she more or less rebelled against it and uh, what we most of us are seeking she tossed over her shoulder and I guess if she didn't do that she wouldn't have become the uh, person that she eventually became and has had such an impact uh, upon the upon human consciousness so you might want to take a look at her viewpoint of security and what we think is security. Uh, But you can either order her autobiography, or you can order any one of her 24 volumes of books. You might read uh, about security in many of her books. Uh, That theme is scattered throughout her books. Uh, Ponder on this is a uh, compilation of many thoughts of Alice Bailey. So at this point, we'd like to return to our show. I always think of security as... uh, being uh, similar to maybe a ship in a harbor, I remember a friend of mine who bought a boat and it was a yacht and he never went out of the harbor and And I think that to some extent people who are overly indulgent in security uh, are like that ship uh, and the ship wasn't, we're designed to overcome goals, uh, to achieve goals and overcome obstacles and not be like the ship that remains in the harbor. But uh, more importantly too is uh, how evil thrives on insecurity. Why do the forces of evil thrive on insecurity?
2: Well, I think one reason might be that they thrive on fear, and fear is directly the outcome of uh, insecurity. When people are fearful, they turn inward, they uh, isolate themselves from others, they become separated uh, and therefore more easily divided. That would be one reason.
1: And evil thrives on chaos. Uh, evil thrives on uncertainty and divisiveness and misinformation and lies and all of that bad stuff, and uh, that's its bread and butter, and that's what it does. And this tends to focus our consciousness at the emotional level, mm-hmm. which uh, is where fear is is really generated. At that emotional level, at the stirring up the emotions and. Uh, this makes it more easy for people to uh, be manipulated by fear because they operate at that level where the mind isn't in tight control mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> that's why they can uh, create chaos and they can create more insecurity and fear.
2: A fearful people can be, like you say, manipulated, misinformed, mm-hmm. misdirected, misled yeah. because they're not using reason. They're not uh, putting truth first. They're acting by their gut you could say responding by their gut and uh it makes them um, malleable and um uh, manipulated by evil forces
1: mm-hmm. yes and we've seen some examples of this um i think in in recent times just people being manipulated by by fear and just well recently the you know the september 11th attack uh uh, <coughs> uh, Mr. Bin Laden himself has been mm-hmm. uh, stirring up uh, the, his people mm-hmm. and using them and manipulating them, and uh, which uh, kind of uses them actually to, uh, at their emotional level, to, uh, <coughs> to to create uncertainty and distortion and lies and all of that.
2: Unfortunately, the Internet is also a way that people can be uh, manipulated and misinformed, and uh, that's because gossip and rumors can fly fast and furious across the Internet and create a great deal of steam and hot air without really revealing any truth at all. And it's sometimes it's kind of frightening to see how people can be um, mobilized so quickly by things that are not true via the internet, and um, it, that has to be watched because that can be used to, uh, combined with a sense of fear and insecurity in people, it can be used to de- destabilize a society. I think it's something we need to be aware of.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, and the um, <coughs> yes, another examples of that I think is probably in the in the anthrax um, mm-hmm. uh, scare. Right, uh, a lot of that has turned out to be. Not not true, and we hear a lot of misinformation about all of this, and that um, that people think they're they're doing they're doing right, but actually that kind of feeding uh, they're the feeding right into the the forces of divisiveness and misinformation and which are the forces of evil, really not that these people are evil, but it's their their focus and what their reaction tends to uh, keep the uh, pot stirred up and keep human consciousness uh, out of focus.
2: Maybe that's why um, some people say that the best response to um, the forces of evil is to laugh at them. It's probably not uh, sufficient on its own, but Mm -hmm. being able to laugh at that which could frighten us can lift the consciousness up to the mind because laughter is so closely uh, related to the mental view of life rather than the emotional and I think the, the comedians today who are doing what they can to make us laugh, uh, not at the tragedy of it all but at the ridiculousness of mm. some of uh, the world views that underlie uh, the evil mm. people
1: yeah. that's what Mel Brooks is doing yeah. Yes, no, uh, he's yeah. a
2: great example with the producers uh, springtime for Hitler Ooh. to laugh at evil.": yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, the, you know, the Alice Belly books uh, upon which this uh, show in her side is is based uh, have so much in it about spiritual philosophy. What, what is the spiritual foundation of security?
2: Well, coming back to that uh, statement by Einstein, which I so love, that the universe is a friendly place, I think that is um, a suggestion of uh, the spiritual um, underpinnings of security, the belief that the world is created for uh, a good purpose and heading toward the realization of greater good. As I said earlier, I think you either believe that or you don't. And I don't think anybody can be talked into it. It's something that you conclude out of the depths of your own human nature. But Helen Keller must have believed that. When you think about what she coped with in life, she was deaf and blind. If you just take a moment to imagine how the world must have seemed to her. She couldn't hear anything and she couldn't see anything. To me, that... Fills me with a sense of absolute terror. So for her to be able to talk about being um, undefeated in her trust of fate says that she had a very positive spiritual world view. and what a great soul she must have been.
1: She couldn't see, but she could... She couldn't see with her eyes, but she could see with her mind very mm-hmm. clearly and uh, it it comes out in that statement uh, that we use for the opening thought, mm-hmm. so yeah, but uh, I think uh, since we asked the question about spiritual foundation of security, I think it it comes down to um well right relationship wouldn't you say yes. right relationship of building right relationships? because we're so concerned now about the insecurity in the world, and a lot of it has to do with because we don't have good and right and harmonious relationships with other nations, for example...
2: That's why I think uh, focusing on protecting one's own and what one has is not the answer because that doesn't build right relationships.
1: No, that keeps us divided.
2: Mm-hmm. And and it, it keeps you focused on yourself.
1: Right, and it's wherever in the world that there are these uh, harmonious relationships, and we have wonderful relationships with a lot of nations in the world, and we don't have any threat of insecurity with those nations, um, So it's it's these places in the world where we haven't built or put enough emphasis on building goodwill and using the good sense of goodwill, the energy of goodwill to build relationships and uh, having a sense of caring for what's and concern for what's going on in other nations. I think those are the things that enable us to reach out.
2: Another. factor in spiritual security on an international level is the existence of the United Nations. When we look back on the world 50 years ago without the United Nations, I think it was a much more dangerous place because nations now can talk to each other and air their differences and work out agreements. Another thing that comes to my mind about spiritual security is the statement from the Bible that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. In the... Enunciation of truth, security for all people lies. Alice Bailey said, "Truth makes us free."
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's, uh, I, I agree with everything you said about the United Nations. That's a, um, another example where uh, nations come together in this energy of goodwill and flows very smoothly in in those cases, and that's really at the crux of the whole problem in the world with uh, with the um, divisiveness It has to be overcome, and the only way to overcome it is by the application of goodwill.
0: Mm-hmm. So. If you'd like a general pack- package of information, it's quite comprehensive in describing what Lucis Trust is all about as an organization. Um, we'll be happy to send it out to you free of charge. Uh, uh, just call us on our toll-free number, either for the general free general package of information or to order our books uh, uh, at the following number. Call us at 1-866-695-8247. Now, once again, that's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember, uh, 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of New York LUCIS. That's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The great invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
2: From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light
0: and it only gets more complicated when things change, which is why AAA insurance agents take the time to talk with you so that they can help you choose the best auto and home coverage. Don't put off getting protected. Let AAA help cover what you care about. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to your local AAA insurance agent or visit AAA.com slash insurance to learn more about AAA. Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle.
2: I don't know what you're talking
0: uh, 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 about. You just did it. No, I didn't. No so, McDonald's? I could use my cafe latte.
2: There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.